starting recording now. Okay, yeah, that was just a warm up. None of that counted. <laughs> I recorded everything just in case. Oh just no, in case. just in case. Oh no. Good stuff. Okay. Good stuff. I mean, maybe not for Toronto, but you know, for I think my crowd would enjoy. Oh. Welcome to you chose poorly. Thank <laughs> God. So I okay. Um, this is I think we're, we should do a follow up episode because we did our first episode and it was ninety minutes and I thought um, that's not long enough. Uh, and the so the thing is after I listened to it and after we recorded it, uh, I had I had a couple thoughts uh, partially about our recording process and partially like about stuff we said that I could, I should either correct or update or uh, say more stuff on. So what do you think? Should we do a follow-up episode? I think we should. I think that's funner for my brain today. Excellent. It's been a week. It's been a long week. It's been a long week. Yeah. Huge week. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, I first of all, I want to just say sorry to people who listened to the episode because... Um, the audio mix was not excellent. Um, and this is, you know, it's a little embarrassing. I've been podcasting for 10 years. I should know better than than to do 90 minutes without a sound check first. <laughs> and that's completely on me. Um, <laughs> you know, like we, we actually kind of predicted that might happen because we were like, hey, we're both on two brand new machines. We haven't tested before. Let's yeah. just go for it. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so I, the audio was a bit rough. Um, it was rougher in the original. Uh, in the original, like uh, we had to do some serious, serious uh, editing in order to get it to even that listenable state. So mm -hmm. apologies for that. They should sound better from here on because we spent some time figuring out how things should work. We should have um, recorded the the session we had trying to figure it out. I mean, that should be like a DVD extra or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although, how could we have recorded it? We did like a sound check where we were turning on and turning <laughs> off the recording several times. We couldn't have recorded the whole thing. You're right, you're right. You're right. Uh, Sorry. No, it's fine. It's. I mean, you're right. It would have been interesting, but I have no idea how we would have done it. Anyways, um, th so the other thing I should apologize for is even if the audio was great, you could hear my keyboard and my mouse like the whole time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I, I thought it was a, because uh, we didn't talk about the, the keyboard and mouse. We talked about uh, our voices. Yeah. Right. And uh, uh, during the session, but the, I, I thought like the mouse and the keyboard thing were almost like it was, it was so interesting to me. I was listening to it. I was like, what is he typing right now? Because you were typing while you were talking. I don't know how to do that. And you weren't you weren't transcribing yourself. So I was thinking, could it be show notes? Could it be could it be it was it was it was a uh, it made for some interesting listening. Like I'm not making fun of you right now. I'm being serious. No, it's <laughs> like, like it's legitimately so... clear. So yes, I can type different words than <laughs> I'm speaking. I, I I'm able to do that. Um, mostly what I was doing was looking stuff up in real time to make sure like what I was saying was right. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that, that's honestly the majority of the typing. Um, plenty of it was show notes. Um, but yeah, mousing and 
typing like yeah it was mostly just like uh because we would make references right and i want to make sure my references are good of course um and we were doing a lot of technical talk and i wanted to make sure i knew what i was talking about (laughs) yeah the last thing you want is to be corrected via email or I would love to be corrected by. I would love to be corrected by email. That would actually be great. Uh, my email is ksawyerpaul at outlook.com. People can email me. Nice. Send nice. emails to I was me. Say, the other thing was uh, Twitter, and I'm the only one on Twitter at this point. So you might have saved me from some. Yeah. Send all send all the toots to Mikey on Twitter. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. At Mikey Lurin. I was also going to say that I, what is your it was so funny too because your mouse is like the loudest possible it's mouse so of... loud <laughs> it's the it's it's so loud it is a so it is a Logitech something something go. something mouse and and uh, and Logitech makes two kinds of mice they make they make regular mice and they make what they call quiet mice um, <laughs> and the existence of the quiet mice really does point out the fact that their regular mice are just extremely loud like listen like listen to that that is nuts right right so yeah i apologize for all the mouse and keyboard and of course i you know because i'm a i'm a i'm a dork person i have a loud mechanical keyboard um and it's so what what switch what switches do you use what sorry switches? dark top what's what yeah, is yeah, it yeah what switches do I use? Um, brown or red or blue? I think they're red. I think they're red switches. Okay, so I am actually dorkier than you because Why? I have the blue switches. Why is that dorkier? Uh, because blue switches are supposed to be loud. Like, they're meant to be clackety, clack, clack, clack. Like, that's the feature. Right. It's clackety, right? So it's not the feel... It's not. I think I, I'm. I'm getting this. I'm getting this wrong. I should. I should look it up with my loud keyboard. But, but, brown is a a more tactile feel. Blue is less tactile, more clackety clack. And red might be somewhere in between, something like that. So uh, yours. So yours. I think yours. Your keyboard's not that bad. I think it's just a matter of the recording. Yeah, it's but just it was, the recording. It really picked it up. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was. But it, the thing is, though, again, I've been podcasting a very long time. One of the rules of podcast of any audio recording is one thing at a time. If you're recording your voice, just record your voice. You know, don't have stuff going on in the background too. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, these are red switches, and actually, I've dampened them. Like um, it, the keyboard, oh. the keyboard came with these little silicone rings. Um, oh. that you can you can place on the keycap that will actually dampen it even further and make it slightly slightly more comfortable to type on. Um, the thing with the red switches is they don't push back when you push down on them. Like, they just fall. Uh, um, like, I see. Yeah. So it's... Um, I, I prefer for some... You know, it's... This is why there's so many different ones because people have so many different finicky preferences. I like the red ones because they just fall. Uh... But yeah, I, I found I needed those little silicone tips to make the falling not painful over time because the keyboard really does want you to just pound into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's, again, I apologize for the, for the, uh, the bad sound quality and all of the noises I made. That's so much better now. 
because we fixed it. Yeah, I think this will be this will sound fine from here on. I think we got it. I think we got it. So, uh, mo so moving on from my uh, my my technical problems to my actual fact check problems, I was doing things in real time, and I thought I got things right, but I did get one thing uh, uh, pretty wrong. Uh, when I when I listened back and we talked at the end of the episode, we talked about um, the Geekbench score. And mm -hmm. this this is something I kind of don't know what I'm talking about when I talk about the Geekbench store. Like, like Geekbench is fun because you can install an app on your computer and you can run a test and it will give you a score. And you can compare that score against other people's computers. And you can feel all, uh, ooh, I bought the right one or ooh, I bought the wrong one or whatever, right? Um, right. And sometimes it can like tell you, oh, your your computer is actually uh, like if your computer's slow and you run a Geekbench and you get like a crazy low score, it's like, oh, maybe that's okay. That's proof that I'm not crazy. My computer is actually slow. That kind of thing, right? Um, and so the scores we talked about on the show were about the processor, like the AMD versus M1 processors. Um, and the M1 processor is still like a main, like people talk about this on the, on Geekbench all the time that the M1 processor is just like weirdly amazing. Um, it kind of breaks it in a in a weird in a weird way because how they talk about the like there's obviously some secret Apple stuff in there that they're not talking about, but like what they have talked about the chip, it shouldn't be as good as it scores. You know, um, it's 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 in that sort of magical realm of like. Right. This is this is way better than, <laughs> than anything out there, really. It's it's so, and I think we were right to talk about like it is like it is like the Coke of computers right now. In that like ten million dollars won't buy you a better Coca Cola, you know. Right. Um, but what I didn't mention, what I got wrong was I talked about the graphics card too. And we didn't talk about the graphics core, the graphic card scores at all because we hadn't run the graphics card scores when we did the episode. We ran those afterwards, right after um, recording, like after the same recording. Day. Yeah, the same day. And I was like, wait, I wait a minute. I think I was wrong about this. So we were we did the scores um, for the graphics card, and that's the turns out that's the compute score. It runs. On the Mac, it runs three different tests if you wanted to. Um, and on the PC, it runs two different tests. And you and I ran similar tests. And I felt better after that. <laughs> right. Because right. the GeForce RTX 3070 uh, gave me a very high number. And I was really happy with that number. Um, and the M1 Mac still had a really good number for being an integrated graphics card, but it wasn't it, it wasn't at the same level as like a dedicated external graphics card, right? Um, but yeah, that's sort of, in that moment, I was like, okay, cool. So I did actually spend money on something here. <laughs> it's not a total, total worst case from, from a MacBook Air. Yes, considering also the work that you do on it. Like you know, you didn't buy you didn't buy that desktop PC to like make to use Google Docs and make. I I did not no no so so no. it's it's the right tool so it's good that that's I mean it's not it's it's one it's one uh, less piece of evidence that you chose poorly you know 
Yes, exactly. It was one of those, it was actually a very comforting large number. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, so that, that felt good. I was like, okay, so all of the compromises of having a enormous desktop PC that I can't move around, right? I can't put it in a bag and take to a coffee shop, right? There is an advantage to this that a laptop uh, simply can't do. And even like, I'm pretty sure the MacBook, um, sorry, not the MacBook, the Mac Mini and the MacBook Pro, I'm pretty sure both of them also don't score uh, nearly as well as, as the RTX cards do. Um, so like if I were to have bought a Mac Mini, it still wouldn't get this type of performance. Uh, so yeah, that's, that was good to do, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the other things were like, um, I, some, like, I thought, like, we, we talked about, um, how, like, why we bought these computers and what we were going to use them for, and I thought it might be interesting to talk about if that's actually been true, um, if that's actually worked out for us. Like, how long have you had your MacBook Air now? Uh, it's April, so end of, end of January, about two and a half months now. Two and a half months. Okay, cool. So I'd say that's long enough. Um, so like you bought this computer for basically to replace your main machine, right? Yep. And to do everything you did on the previous machine, did you buy it to do anything else? No. No, it's just to do everything I was already doing, but faster and better and less stressfully. Yeah, and, it, and it's completely done that from, from what yep. I hear. Yeah. Like Absolutely, it, yeah. It is a massive success of a machine. Yeah, totally. It's, uh, it's well, I guess before even getting into the, to the, to, to the house, it's just all over. Uh, all over the place, just better. Like there is nothing it is not better at except having ports. You know, it's the, it's the, just being able to do things and to have it not the, the psychological toll on me uh, of the old computer of you knowing that it's not kicking the computer's ass mm. is is great you know it's just knowing that i can do this without even thinking about it i can have I, like i get my my app management and my closing th my tab management has been so good for the past few years that i'm still trying to unlearn it like i'm still trying to unlearn the idea that i shouldn't have more than five tabs open i shouldn't have more than four apps open you know if i have more than six windows open i should close them like that I, i'm so used to managing it that i forget that i can totally have like 200 apps open no that's not true like the entire my entire dock open uh and then some and have it not cost uh cost the computer in performance is a thing i'm still trying to unlearn uh that, be because that it's fascinating it time away. yeah it, it takes time away like you know it gives it i have to spend i'm used i'm so used to spending a few minutes just okay it's like 10 o'clock let me just check my how many windows i have open like before I go on a break, I just I, I give my computer a break and I mm -hmm. forget that I don't have to do that. And uh, I it sounds silly and it sounds goofy, uh, but um, but it does take time away from other things. So that's what the new computer is for <laughs> to save time. So I, it's not it's still it's still a thing I'm not that used to in that case. Like that I'm not is, used to management. That I think is super interesting 
that like the habits you build up over time um like all of a sudden you might not have to do that stuff anymore i think like i think if you've been on a computer for a long time you have that stuff whether you know it or not uh mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily get rid of it just because you don't need it anymore um what is that it's like um i'm sure i'm sure people will do this because of covid now i'm sure i'm sure there are people who will just wear a mask forever now because of this right um but it's almost that it's like that depression era thinking of like we have to we have to keep everything and we have to repair everything we can't get new stuff because it's you know uh like and it just keeps good like even when the economy is good even when you're making lots of money you still might have that in your head right um because you go through a time like that and that's you know it's not quite the same as having a slow computer but in but you build up a habit to to do things a certain way and then all of a sudden you don't have that um you don't have that problem anymore yeah it will totally take you a while to get used to the new speed i'm guessing you will though like that will happen and you will you will just have every single app open or will well, you? I, I don't know i might do the same thing actually <laughs> well the, the difference now is like i i wait longer so it like yesterday yesterday was I, it wasn't until the end of the day like before i closed up like the end of my work day uh that i realized that i had all these apps open and then i still like i could totally like leave it <laughs> you know <laughs> like i can leave it it won't matter but uh i i felt like it was my like a duty to the computer that before i close up my work day uh i close everything i close everything that doesn't need to be open not just because it doesn't need to be open for my work, but it doesn't need to be open for my computer, even mm-hmm. if my computer can handle it. So I, my habits are improving, but the habit is still there. I think what I'm what I mean is that ideal M1 Apple habit is to just not give a crap, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> like I think that's... it's like to maybe maybe treat it more like your phone. I mean, you don't you don't shut all the apps down on your phone at the end of the day. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's for the. You know, some people for... some people do right some i've i've heard of this where people will when they're done using their phone they'll like go mm-hmm. into the multitasking swiping option Closing. menu and they'll just close it all yeah right and i yeah, think and that's yeah. that's an old habit exactly yeah that's that's the that's an offshoot of this habit mm-hmm. like of a computer mm-hmm. yeah and uh it wasn't until like I I never thought that I mean I guess my phone habits were built in a separate part of my brain than my computer habits so I never got that habit and I also learned that that was wrong anyway, but I guess as I don't think I always was that great with computer manage with uh, like app window management I, I think mm-hmm. it was just a thing I slowly built over time thanks to like John Syracuse or something you know just like oh right this is this is the, this is the way that makes sense to do it. Um, and also an unconscious, like needing to compromise for the weakness of my computer, you know, uh, yeah. because of certain things you just need to accomplish. Like there's some things you can't compromise, you know, like uh, so. So it's th- it's it's from that place and that place no longer exists. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing that it, uh, it's uh, it's the habit is built on the place and when the place is gone it's that's a weird feeling it's pretty but cool it, though it's funny though because you're you know you replaced an old mac laptop with a new mac laptop and it's still running osx so there's still all those mm-hmm. same metaphors right 
Like, yes. it looks the same, really. Like, if you put them next to each other, there'd be very few differences, right? You've still got your dock, you've still got apps you can open and close. So there's nothing telling you that you no longer need to do that. That's right. right? That's right. Uh, it's not, yeah, that's the difference, I think, with the phone. Like, I, feel, I felt like the phone was obvious in its design in that it, you're not supposed to be turning it off. You know, there's the, the UI... Uh, this is designer talk. I'm out of my. Uh, I I don't really belong here in designer talk, but You're fine. <laughs> uh, but in the you know in the the UI of the phone says nothing about you needing to close it. Like there's no X on the corner. There's no dock that fills up with all the apps that are open. You know that, that it just stays the same. You have to go to the multitasking thing to see how many things are on. Mm-hmm. But the computer tells you all the time what's running. You know, the, the whether it's a Windows or whether it's a whether it's a PC, whether it's a Mac, like yeah. this, it tells you all the time what's running. And then it's also very easy to go to like a monitor app thing that shows you everything else that's running that's invisible. So yeah, it's it, it might be a UI thing. Maybe it's not my fault, but uh, I, I we but the, the obvious thing with the M1 is that a big deal has been made about how the that's not important. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how, like it can't handle it, you know. So, and even like with memory management, it, it literally costs it nothing. It it's, it it puts it puts unused apps in a state. Sim, I I'm now I now could be totally wrong. Maybe it's like they're like, freezing I don't know them, right? That, that's the word I always heard they were doing. It's called it, like it freezes them or puts them into hibernation or something. Yeah, something like that. Something like yeah. that that just means that you don't need like my management uh, habits are obsolete. So, so you know now you're now you manage them just so that you don't get the visual clutter of apps running, but it's yeah. not a it's not a matter of uh, yeah. Now it's like an aesthetics thing for you. Yeah, you just want it to be clean at the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I just opened up. Uh, I just opened up my task manager, and I've got ten running apps and one hundred and forty three background processes. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's. <laughs> And I remember a time, this was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. I remember a time where if you were on Windows, if you had more than like 20 things running in the background, um, you would really want to go into control. You would really want to go into Task Manager and kill all of it, right? Right. Uh, But now I I see 143 and I'm like, yeah, that seems right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Half of it's, that is uh, Adobe. Half of that is Adobe nonsense. Yeah. Yesterday, I had to install like Adobe Acrobat mm-hmm. for some digital signature thing that we're transitioning to <laughs> this late. But yeah, I had to do that, and I just forgot how gross Adobe is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like you download a thing, then you open the package, then it get, takes you to an install. I mean, the, the Mac process is like that. It's uh, it sounds so. I'm so sorry to say what I'm about to say, but it. I've never felt it was the most PC like I've felt since getting this Mac. Like the just just going to Adobe and downloading anything. Like yeah. the, it's so it felt so archaic. You had to yeah. download a, a package file, open the package file to become an installer. Then from the installer, it'll download the DMG. Then you open the DMG, and then you have the app. Oh my it's god! Like, and then right? sometimes with Adobe. The app, all the app does is let you download other apps. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and and it's so I guess there's such a there's such an institution that they don't bother they don't bother making it 
and making an experience Mac-like uh, <laughs> yeah. over, you know, like they don't bother changing it. That's it. They just, I guess that's the feature that it's the feature parity thing where uh, whatever you, what Acrobat is the same for the PC as it is on the Mac. So, uh, yeah. you know, now it's great, but yesterday's... It, I'll be honest, on the PC side, on the PC side, Adobe stuff doesn't look like anything on the PC either. Uh, I see. Okay. I yeah, it's, I just it doesn't it doesn't work like anything else on the PC either. Like the PC has become slightly more Mac like in its like a, like it has a unified visual style. Um, the way you can install like you can install apps from the Windows Store very easily now, and like, uh, but yep, no, Adobe just does its own thing and it looks its own way, and uh, it's it doesn't it doesn't seem to want to fit in uh, in any regard. Um, yeah, but it definitely wants to run a lot of stuff in the background all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the gimmick. That's what that's what I get you. Um, yeah, no, that's 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 really interesting. But I, yeah, I guess I was curious that if you know, with the extra speed, with the extra power, have you put it to any new uses? Um, well. Uh, how do I the the pro, like in terms of the programs and the applications themselves? No, uh, well, I downloaded a lot of new games just because I knew that gaming, uh, like Apple gaming, so not real gaming. <laughs> so, whoa, like whoa, Apple whoa. Arcade. No, no, there will be none of that. There will be none of that filthy casual talk here. So. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry, I may culpa. I take it back. I have, um, I have, I have three games on the go right now i'm i'm currently playing three video games right now uh i'm playing death stranding on the pc which we'll talk about in a second i'm playing mm -hmm. pokemon crystal on my nintendo 3ds which came out in 2001 um nice. and i'm playing uh i'm playing stardew valley on the nintendo switch with my wife um, nice and i just started playing I guess this is a fourth game. I just started playing Cozy Grove on my on my iPhone. What's Cozy Grove? It it just came out. It's it was one of the like fifty games that just dropped on Apple Arcade, um, and it's a mm -hmm. sort of Animal Crossing Stardew Valley esque sort of chill uh, little um, you know minor tasks every day. You just play it for a little bit every day kind of game. And it's an Apple Arcade game, right? It's an so, Apple Arcade game, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So should, it's not so it's be... not gross like most phone games. <laughs> right, right. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say I should tell my wife uh, about it because one of the things we're so afraid of with the switches are not to, not to get too too deep into this, but we're afraid of getting a switch is the thing. Uh because of how much time it'll take away from uh important things <laughs> and like we have enough distractions i think we feel so one of the things that we've felt is that okay no switch for now uh because of, of how much of a time suck it's going to be so well, i was going to say i can, I can recommend to buy a switch anyway because they're probably going to come out with a new one this fall yeah yeah we decided that it was a bad idea last year and this year we said okay we should probably get one and then they announced that a new one's coming out so now we're also we're still not getting one we're yeah, just I mean, gonna wait yeah for that. nothing's been announced yet but that seems to be the mm. there's a lot of smoke there yeah right 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 yeah. enough smoke to not buy one now. and it's time like it's been four years like it's totally 
like they they updated the 3ds more often than that so mm -hmm. you know uh anyways yeah so but i i don't i think the switch is great uh <laughs> and i think everyone yeah, should have one yeah now there's a cozy there's a cozy growth too so that can tide us over in the meantime so this is a recommendation I yeah, I think, calling... I, I think Cozy Grove is great. Uh, a friend of mine told me about it, and I checked it out, and it's nice. Yeah. Um, so, Char, if you uh, check it out now. Yeah, App there you go. Yeah. You have an Apple Arcade account because we're because I have one. So, yeah. <laughs> so go, go look. Anyway, so, yeah, gaming. So the, the new thing I was doing, the new things I'm doing on my computer is gaming uh, mostly, mm -hmm. which is so I tried out a bunch of Apple Arcade stuff. I finished uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts a bunch of other games nice. um and they were fine but they were more for like uh, like i could tell that i was just trying to push the computer like aside from sayonara everything else was just me trying it out to see if my computer can handle it right and because it doesn't have a fan so that's what i was curious about so there's oh, one yeah. game where it got really hot uh the beyond a steel sky which is a some adventure type thing uh which i got bored with so i deleted it also it took up a lot of space so um yeah but i mean but my wait my, my my what i meant to say was aside from the games and uh well the emulator for the wrestling game the n64 virtual pro wrestling game which i still played on the old map i'm playing on this one that's fine but the new thing the the, the difference is that um i am now more <laughs> it sounds so goofy as i'm saying it i feel goofy but it's i'm much more mobile now even if i'm just at home like in the old computer, I felt that I should stay in my office in my dock where there's ventilation for my Mac and I'm plugged in. Uh, but now I can now that because of the, the battery thing that I don't even have to think about, like I don't even have to think about charging uh, at the end of the day or over or over a week. I don't need to think about it since I go back to the office, my office dock regularly anyway. Yeah. Uh, I now spend a lot of time in bed working, like much more time than I used to, uh, because it, like, like the the thing that I read about that I try I had to learn is that I you can treat your Mac like an iPad, like you know you do, you don't have to keep your iPad plugged in to use it. Like the mm -hmm. the mental the mental note you take of yourself, uh, you take yourself when you have a laptop. Is that you know the batteries do you know it they'll every year there's a new laptop that says it'll last 10 hours 12 hours 16 hours but really in practice if you use it it's just like two or three so yeah. no one ever thinks a laptop is you know be a, a far away from a charger from all day yeah uh, but that is not the case with this one so i have uh, the entire my entire break uh, i think i spent with my mac not having to charge it um that's no i amazing. didn't spend entire, entire days on it but i just know that that's a thing that i simply could not do on yeah. any computer so that's a difference like i'm able to be to, to work or to use it in way more settings not because i couldn't in the old one but because of the i guess the 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 mental structures that are no longer relevant with mm -hmm. this one so that's the difference so yeah I'm not doing anything new aside from some of the games. I'm just doing them in more places more often without worrying about it. That sounds like it's actually worth so much, though. 
<laughs> you know, like that sounds really, really great. Um, yeah, the battery, like my Surface Pro 4, it gets three hours because it's a Intel laptop, right? That's even though it's it says nine or 10 hours on the, on right. the box, you know? Yeah. But that's true. It seems to be true. Just all Intel laptops get 30% battery life of what they claim. Yeah, no matter what they say. Yeah, no even, matter what. You know, even, yeah, so until this one, this one is, this is still, I've never gotten it below 15% ever. Like mm-hmm. one time, not below 15% just because I used it, used it for a week. That's you crazy. Know? Um, yeah, it is crazy. And I'm not even saying this like as a flex. I, like, I'm still amazed by it. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, so it's legitimately amazing to me even now. But yeah, so it's the battery life that's actually making the biggest day-to-day difference. Uh, so I mean, the speed, sure. But those are just habits, you know, that I have to unlearn. Like the, the time I'm saving there is like minutes. But I feel like the, the liberating, empowering feeling comes mostly from the, from the battery life of this thing. Like sure. uh, that's, that's, that's the biggest difference to me. Okay. Um, I have a few. Well, what about... Yeah, for you, what about for for your PC? Is that you, you came from a laptop? Is that correct? Yeah, I came from a like laptop. A surface laptop. Yeah, I came from a laptop, and yeah. I would sometimes plug it into my monitor. Like I've got a, I have a monitor. I've had a, this, I've had the same monitor for ten years, and I've used it with all of my computers. Um, hmm. uh, but yeah, it's twelve inch little uh, laptop going to a PC that only works with the monitor. Um, yeah, definitely, some things have changed. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm at the desk when I want to use my computer now. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's a little bit of me, though, that's just, like, happy that when I'm not at the desk, I'm not at the computer. Does that make sense? Oh, I Right? I can leave it there. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But that's not going to follow you. Yeah. Like, exactly. I can just, I can leave the room and then I'm, it's gone. Right? It's, there's something nice to that. Um, I will say I worry about power outages. I'm thinking of, of maybe picking up a little, like, um, like I have a surge protector power bar, but if the power goes out, it still dies right away. It just doesn't, you know, uh, uh, circuit break. Um, but I'm, I remember at a place I used to work, all of the computers were attached to these little batteries, um, mm-hmm. just in case the power went out. And like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm almost, I'm contemplating buying one of those little batteries because the power does go out in our, in our condo occasionally, like, you know, a couple times a year, the power will just go out for, it'll go out for a few minutes, but that's enough to kill the computer for what you're doing. Right. This right, is not right. something laptops have to think about. <laughs> yeah. That's not even the thing I considered. Like I forgot. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I kind of forgot too, but I just sort of reminded myself the other day. I'm like, if the if the power were to go out, the computer would die immediately. Like there wouldn't even be a few minutes of safety time, you know? Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I I don't even think this is a thing to. Well, like your like your work, it's not the sort of thing that gets cloud saved every second, right? It's a thing, like you have to actively save it still. Yes, Adobe does make you hit the save button when you want to save things. Okay, so if you if the power does go out and you're working on something important, is it gone? Yeah. yeah. Yikes. 
Well, it, it's gone to the previous save. I mean, I, you know, I, again, I've yeah, been yeah. on a computer my whole life. I, I reactively hit the save button every few seconds. Right, <laughs> just, right, I, right. It's just something my hand does. And like, if they were, I never got used to that when I was on a Mac because there were, there were always apps on the Mac that didn't require save. Like I remember pages didn't require saving. Um, right. And I never got used to it. I would still hit the save button occasionally. Yeah, I've been on a Mac for you know a very long time, and I still save occasionally. Do you? I mean, no, I still save. What What I had to unlearn was transitioning to Google. But anyway, you were saying. Do you ever hit the save button even when you're in Google Docs? Yes. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it feels silly. <laughs> but of course you do. Because you never know. You yeah, never I mean, know. It's not true. You never know, right? <laughs> like you know, Google might crash or something. I don't know. Yeah. Just don't argue with me. I do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, but this is also where I'm on. You know, this this is the this is the I'm old part of me. Yeah, like, that's yeah, the old part. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't. You can't. You know, we have lost so many things to not saving. Yeah. All of us have. We all lives. have. Yeah. Yeah. So don't tell me. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're saving for me, but don't tell me not to do it. <laughs> um, so other stuff, things that I, so things that I wasn't doing on my surface that I am now doing, um, I treated myself to um, a new product, like a new bit of software. Um, I purchased the new, the brand new version of Scrivener. Uh, Scrivener 3. Um, it mm. just dropped on Windows like this month. Like it's it's fresh off the beta. Um, and I've been moving all of my writing into one Scrivener document and organizing it by year wow. and tagging things and do it like it, that's a project I'm working on right now is taking all of my writing or all of my fiction, like all of my fiction right now. I'm putting that into one place so that I can organize it and decide on what to do with things and before that it was in several folders in my onedrive in several different writing applications um all in different states of finished <laughs> and and actually pretty disorganized and it had been pretty disorganized for years and I don't know what necessarily made me want to do it now maybe because scrivener just dropped a new version um, and obviously I don't need a, a $700 graphics card in order to run Scrivener and organize text files, but that's, that's one of the things I've been doing. And it's something I wasn't doing on my surface. I was just, I was just leaving those things unorganized. Um, right. so, and I don't know, maybe it's spring cleaning. Maybe, maybe there's something in the air that says, Hey, get this, get this stuff in order. Oh, no, I, I think it's. I like I had the same experience too uh, with this new computer. So it's but uh, but it was it's it was obvious to me that it wasn't because my computer could do some uh, could do these things that my old computer couldn't. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it is a spring cleaning thing. It's a I, I haven't used Scrivener since I think since the since 2010. I think I remember using Scrivener the, the first few times we podcasted uh, when I, I bought it with a like a, a bundle of apps. Remember app bundles, Sawyer? Do you remember when people used to sell apps like that? <laughs> they, I still I still check out app bundle because I, I subscribe to the Humble Bundle blog. 
Oh yeah, no, I still do. I just, yeah. I just, I didn't realize that people still did that. So I'm glad you oh, did. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, that's when I got Scrivener because I remember, if I'm not mistaken, it's an expensive app, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it was sixty bucks, I think. Yeah. 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 So you know, which is not nothing, remember... especially in the world of free apps. Like, there's, you know, mo- most uh, like Google Docs is free, Pages is free. Uh, Word yeah. is free, depending on what version of Word you want to use. You know, uh, at it, yeah. it asks a lot to pay for a writing app. Um, no, I get it though. I get it. Uh, like for like when I got this new one, I I decided to finally buy IA Writer. Sure. Uh, yeah. Which, I mean, I had IA Classic on the two Macs ago. I had IA Classic, and then IA came out on or. I'm I'm not sure what the order is, but anyway, IA came out on the iPad, and I bought two versions of that on the iPad, and I loved it. Like all of my writing since then, like serious writing, mm-hmm. um, is has been on the iPad just because IA was on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I never considered my Mac my main writing machine anymore since the iPad Pro, but um, but. I, I still need writing apps on the Mac on the Mac anyway. So on my previous one, I used Ulysses. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an app called Ulysses that came with the Set App subscription bundle. You ever hear, hear this? You know what oh, the yeah. Set App thing is? Yeah, yeah. That so great. Uh, I was on Set App uh, for about a year, and uh, it was primarily for clean my Mac and the the utility apps. And then I thought I also have Ulysses, so at least I have a nice, a serious writing app on my mm-hmm. Mac as well, even if I'm writing apps on my iPad. But since I got this new one, I decided to cut my set app subscription, thinking I didn't need clean my Mac anymore. Um, or that I also heard some things that, like, uh, m- the management stuff that clean my Mac offers is a thing that people shouldn't be doing much of anyway. So um, so I cut it. And I didn't realize how many set app apps I had to, I was actually still using that was important. So I had to, like, I had to make a whole, uh, like, a numbers file uh sorry sorry excel folks but a numbers file of all the all the apps that i was using and i had to keep i had to like this make this table of replacement apps and all of their prices and make the best decisions for all of this and all of this is to say that i ended up getting ia writer and i'm so much happier um <laughs> so much happier because a writing app is i think writing apps are important and finding a writing app that is like it's not uh you get it. I know you do. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to explain how important the right writing app is because it has to feel right. It's not mm-hmm. just a feature thing. Ulysses could do all the things IA Writer could do, but it just never felt right. Mm-hmm. You know, so is uh, is Scrivener that way for you already? Yeah, I've always loved Scrivener. I, uh, I've i paid for Scrivener three times now, actually. Um <laughs> Because I paid for Scrivener on the Mac originally, and then when I went to PC, I bought Scrivener, and now I just bought the third one. So uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a very happy Scrivener user. It's I, you know, it, it's if you write in plain text or if you write in Markdown, it's probably not the right one. But if you write fiction and you like to format fiction on a meta level, it does that better than any other thing. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it has things for writing fiction that I feel like no other app is nearly as good at. Right, I, I miss it. It's been a while. 
<laughs> like uh, the I, I I was able to just keep it running for a long time until until they decide. I don't even remember the terms anymore, but they decided that they did it. It was a 32-bit app. Yeah. So it was after a Mac update that it stopped working. So it's sometime like three or four years ago. Yeah. And I go, you know, and I remember like, oh, uh, it, <laughs> you, I'm used to apps not working because the the apps don't update. So a feature doesn't come in or it's slower, it's not optimized. I'm not used to them just not working. Like I yeah. think Scrivener was the first time that happened for me. So yeah. I'm I'm tempted. Let me look into it. So <laughs> what else what else are what else are you doing differently now than uh, than before with your new fancy gaming computer? Uh, I'm syncing my iPod uh, and organizing MP3s. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Say what? <laughs> You're organizing what? And yeah. Organ- <laughs> yeah, I'm using I'm using this app called iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes. Seriously, iTunes. I- iTunes, Apple, Apple, wow. Apple iTunes, uh, which is not an app you get to use anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Um, I got to send you a video that I you, you might have already seen it because you read Daring Fireball, but he linked to a he linked to an uh, uh, a video called um, "Your Product Sucks" Apple Music Mac OS review, and yep, I got yep. I got I gotta say, dude, Apple Music looks like such garbage. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Like you know, uh, iTunes was terrible for so long. iTunes was really bad for so long. Um, I mean, it was great, and then it was bad, and then music came out, and it's worse. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, so I, when I got this computer, I downloaded um, Apple iTunes for Windows because that's <laughs> because they didn't update on the Windows side. Like they just have iTunes still. Uh, and uh, I went on eBay and I bought um, I bought the iPod that I used to own um, in a sort of purely impulse nostalgia purchase. Um, so I bought a, f- a fifth generation, sixty gigabyte black iPod, and uh, that's the iPod I had back in two thousand five. Um, uh, and I'm holding it right now, and it's the it's like the best feeling object um, to me. Uh, <laughs> and I, I downloaded, um, I, I had a bunch of flack files from vinyl that I've purchased. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like when you, when you buy a vinyl record, it sometimes comes with a little code to download uh, lossless files. Um, I converted those lossless files to lossless WMAs or something like that. I did that in VLC um which is something i would not have done on my old surface computer because it would have um made it 200 degrees um so i did that put them into itunes synced them to this ipod and they sound amazing they said like lossless files on a fifth generation ipod with a wolfson dac with proper studio headphones sounds so much better than any streaming service <laughs> like yeah that sounds like the dream it sounds really good it's like this is of course this is total old man fetishization but i can't help it that's you know that's where i'm at so uh yeah uh so i've been doing that so i've been syncing an ipod <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but you know what's like, okay, so you know what's really nice about having a computer with a, just a crap ton of space that you didn't have before? Is that I can, I can plug my phone into this computer using a wire, like an animal, and I can, mm -hmm. and I can do an encrypted backup of that phone and not worry about it f completely filling up my SSD. Nice. Right? Like it, right. like it's taking up the same 100 gigabytes that it would have taken up on my Surface. But my Surface only had 250 gigabytes on it, right? So it's that like deep freeze storage that like the, it's the difference between living in a condo and living in a house with a basement full of refrigerators. Yep. And that makes me sound like a serial killer, <laughs> but that's the metaphor I'm going with. <laughs> it works. It works. But that's the thing. I just and I, and if I feel and, and if this drive is getting full, I can go on to amazon and i can pay 50 bucks and i can get a four terabyte hard drive and just and just shove it into this machine right you know obviously yeah, I, need, I need to disconnect the wi-fi uh antennas first before doing that <laughs> but <laughs> uh, i see we're rewarding our longtime listeners yeah that's called oh, a callback very nice but yeah, that's that's nice. It's like that's one of those things where it's like I haven't had an encrypted backup of my phone in years because I didn't want to give up that space on my laptop. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I get it. But it's a good thing to do occasionally. What you're on your you're an you're an iPhone 10R person, right? Yes. <laughs> iPhone person. So but are are you on what are your cloud services? Do you subscribe to iCloud? Uh, yes, um, I'm. I have the uh, the Apple One account. I share that with a with a family member. And that's a a two hundred gig one, right? Uh, two terabyte. Oh, two terabyte. So, but you still. So you all do you also do iCloud backup? I do iCloud backup. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I maybe this is an old. An old computer user thing, but even with the phone, mm -hmm. even with iPhones, I always thought it was, uh, I always thought it was a good idea to occasionally have an encrypted backup of the whole thing saved to your computer. I should start doing that again. Yeah, I, it's since iCloud, uh, no, not since iCloud, but since I subscribed to iCloud, so mm -hmm. this is just recent, not not ever since, but like two years ago, I decided to transfer completely, and I only ever back up uh, locally. If I like wanted to use a public beta of new software or something, right, but, right, uh, right, right, right. But the thing is, with uh, so what I also have been on the laptop for what twenty years now. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. So I it's, it's a the limited space is a thing that yeah I you know it's just, even if you spend a lot on the space, you still can't do what you do of popping in a four terabyte thing into the computer. Like yeah. I can't do that ever, you know. So, I I what I have to do is plug in an external hard drive and do some aliasing magic right. to to back up iTunes or to back up photos or things like that. And I decided, okay, enough of this. Let's just do iCloud. But I I you are on you are reminding me of some little part of my brain that's still a little uneasy with that <laughs> because I guess it's. The, you know, it's it is it's the old habits. It's it's just you gotta have a backup of everything, and especially something as important as your phone, 
you know so i think i i can only I'm, i envy the comfort you have in totally 100 backing up your phone into a computer like that's amazing because even icloud is like it's, it's picking and choosing what it actually saves and the rest is just some data that's stored on the app store you know yeah. so or yeah. stored on some, you know what is things like that uh, and then they encrypt it, but they're keeping it. Like, you know, it's the the opaqueness with which Apple does things mm-hmm. is a thing you have to completely trust. And I'm better at the trust now than I used to be. But you telling me, you reminding me of the alternative is making me feel, <laughs> making me feel a little like, uh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be too okay with that. Maybe I should also back up locally and do that aliasing thing all over again. I don't know how you would do it, though. Like, I'm... Again, I, I did it on the on, on the iTunes application, which you no longer have access to. Um, I don't know how you would do a local encrypted backup of your phone if you wanted to. Oh, no, they, they uh, transferred all the backup syncing functionality from iTunes into Finder. Oh, so now, okay. Now in the Finder, and it's much more lightweight. It's much more automatic. I, I see my devices right now on the Finder the way you would see it on the iTunes sidebar. Yeah, see, um, I actually I agreed with like when they when they said they were gonna break up iTunes and and put it put everything where it actually should be. I thought that made yeah. a lot of sense. I just was really disappointed to hear that like what they replaced the music part with was so yeah. bad. Yep. <laughs> yep. It, it, it seems really like is everything so else is fine, but the music part was just terrible. I think it's it's a classic Apple thing, also of it's. It's terrible for those who don't use Apple Music, like the mm. service. Mm-hmm. Because if you do use it, like it also keeps your library and it's all in one place. So it's much easier to access your local files if you're on the service. Yeah. But if you're not on the service, what it is primarily is an ad for the service. <laughs> like you keep having to get through all that crap to then get to your library. And that's the part that sucks. Uh. And that's the same for the phone. That's yeah. the, the same thing for the phone too. The music app for my phone is uh, is even if you turn off the Apple Music setting, it's still gonna tell you. Uh, like even if the you set it so that the first thing you see is your library, whenever you open the app, a pop up is gonna come out telling you that you get three free months right. if you subscribe now or whatever. Ugh. And it's and it's so much so that uh, that there are now several popular apps on the App Store that allow you to play your music without the ads like it is <laughs> like it's a little cottage thing where, where now they're, they're you know you used, to, you used to just ignore those things i used to just ignore those things like they would be like gimmicky apps that pretend to be an ipod which i love that's one of the ones that i love but right uh, other apps that are for album listening which apparently no one does anymore mm-hmm. um, but but the just plain old uh, music apps are now a thing uh that that people sell that make money out of just because the music app is so bad on the phone yeah it's tragic I'll, I'll i'll be honest too i i really like the ipod as a just you know as a sort of single purpose device like when i'm listening to music on this thing i will not get a notification sound i like mm-hmm. i will i like there is no there's no pop-ups. There's no. It it it's only playing the files on the little hard drive. That's all it's doing, right? And so like even Spotify. Like I I'm a Spotify uh, subscriber and I like Spotify and I and I take advantage of all of the advantages of having 
uh, cloud library of everything. You just get everything, right? Um, but even then, okay, you're playing an album on Spotify. Five minutes in, you get a ping on your phone because something else wants your attention. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just think there's there's something to be said for either shutting all that stuff off and having self-control, which I don't and I won't, um, <laughs> or just having a single serving music device. Also rating. I just, I really liked the five-star rating system. Uh, on, on the iPod? On the iPod, yeah. How long have you been a, like a studio headphones that serious audiophile listening person? Um, I mean, in in practice, I've been a studio headphones wearer for a couple of years now. Um, but in terms of a you know a DAC listener, this is this is the first actual DAC I've owned. Um, uh, well, I mean, everything has a DAC in it. It's digital auto converter, but this is the first like good one, um, right? Because because the fifth because the fifth gen and the second iPod Classic, they both have what are considered to be very good DACs. Um, iPhone, iPhone DACs are generally considered to be pretty poor, um, which is funny to me. I don't know. It's a, I don't know why they would cheap out on that, but they do, it seems, um, because they want people listening to Bluetooth audio, which compresses everything. Uh, right. yeah, I don't know. Okay. So the, but that's, that's how long I've been one. I've wanted to be one for much longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> and, I've, and I've fetishized it for much longer than that. Um, right. You know, I remember being in high school reading magazines about like high quality, like high fidelity stuff in the 90s. Like I, you know, I've always been a fan of that particular brand of fussy nerd. But uh, it's always been way out of my price range to partake <laughs> And it still basically is like like a twenty twenty one good deck is in the thousands of dollars. Could you could you ever go back now? Like, could you ever leave that life again? And like, go back to Spotify? Like, could you do the same? Could you ever have a listening session on Spotify and some AirPods or something? Yeah, or, absolutely. Or, or, or I, and I do all the time. Like, it's. I think. I think. I think that Spotify is really, really good for just like putting it on and having it never end, you know? Right, like, right. Like Spotify's advantages are in its like algorithmic playlists and stuff. Um, uh, I don't know how great it is actually for finding music, but it's really good for saying, here's a general mood I'm in. Play me something very, very close to that and don't bother me. <laughs> just play it right. forever. Um, that it's very good at and i really and i listen to spotify every single day um i think they're two very different they're like they're two very different moods you know yeah yeah totally it, it i was just thinking of how you know how when you want to read a book and if you have a kindle you pick up the kindle but if the kindle's in the other room you just open the kindle app on your phone mm -hmm. and you're still reading the book and it still feels like you're reading a book and then you get a notification and you have a choice, but then really you can still read the book. But like for some like audiophile people, like they don't feel like they're listening to music unless they're listening to music, you know? Yeah. So like putting it on while working, putting it on in the, in the living room while you're doing other things is not the same as 
you know, we're getting your iPod classic and your fancy headphones and sitting there and really listening to music. Like that's, that is a different thing. Totally. You know, but reading a book is the same as reading a book. It's just yeah. a matter of not, not getting a notification or ignoring a notification. So I, I wonder, I, one of the things I worry about is, uh, because like many like fetishized hobbyist things, there are also a lot of irritating people who do those things that you hear about or you hear from. You're not one of them. Like it's not. It's not by virtue of the hobby. It's it's not the hobby that makes them irritating. It's human nature. You know? sure. So the hobby is because because I do. I'm like oh yeah one day. But it just it just seems it seems so out of reach for me right now because I uh, budget wise and also I don't know if I can say hey, leave me alone for an hour or two. I'm going to listen to an album. I don't think that's a thing I can do. <laughs> so, well, that's, so a, that's the thing, right? That's the real fetish object is the time alone. <laughs> right, right, and, right. Yeah, that's extremely selfish of all of us. <laughs> like, like, it's easier to explain. It's easier to explain a video game. It's so funny now, but it's so easier to explain. Like, hey, I'm just going to finish this game. Yeah. And I'll be there and like, you know, but. It's it's I can't stomach the idea of saying, "Hey, uh, I'll I'll be back. I'll join you in a bit. I just have to listen to this album that 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 we probably listened to this morning while we were hanging out. But now I want to really listen to it. Like it just sounds so like yeah, I can't I can't say that. But I get it. I'm not saying I'm not looking down on it or, or dismissing it. Like I totally get it as a thing to do. But just structuring the words to say it makes me feel weird. That's so good as a, and this is why I love doing this show with you. That's such a great, but like, that's such a perfect encapsulation of the technology you prefer, the kind of state of mind you want to be in, the, the realistic world around you and how silly it is to want things to be a certain way for some reason, (laughs) you know, that's perfect. Um, I thought this was going to be a really short episode, but we really got into something there, and I liked that. So thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's sorry. Great. I love it. I love it. But I'm sorry. It's so much fun. Um. Yeah, that's about all I wanted to say. Um, why don't we cut it around here, and we'll figure out what our next episode should be. We'll leave uh, people wondering. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Thank you so much. Man. Good talking to you, Mikey. Um, if anybody wants to like leave a review or get people to listen to this or whatever, do do. If anybody's listening, hey, send us a line. That'll do it. See y'all later. Bye.